bum, 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 bum. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Happy Friday night. It is 5 p.m. Friday night, Pacific Standard Time, and you're at your place for the unfiltered experience, the place where we get you to expand your mind, your confidence, your spirituality, and everything else just to have an amazing life. I am Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach. I'm fired up tonight, and I'm joined by my amazing partner right here. Scott Goyette. With Scott Christopher Roush, what's Hell up, buddy? Yeah, rock and roll, baby, rock and roll. I'm, I'm, I've been going to the gym. I've been to the gym five days last week. I've been to the gym five that. days this week, doing my walking, doing my drinking water, taking my vitamins. Still in a lot of pain, but actually feeling a lot of mental clarity coming about. So it's good. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. You know, like when things feel a little off, I always go back and do the things I know I can control, and I can control what I input in my body. I can drink lots of water, eat healthy, go to the gym. So. While other things are spiraling out of control, I would say by like June, I've got a, a new personal trainer. And uh, so I'm supporting him in coaching. He's training me. We've been accountability coaches to one another. We just laid out a plan from now to June. I hate to say it, man. I'm going to be shredded by June. There you go, man. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. And that's going to be after That's going to be after your yeah. trip, right? But it's before you go to Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get to be ripped in Costa Rica so I can pretend I'm like 20 again for that summer we'll make it work out go. yeah it's 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 you know we, we preach this stuff all the time i mean there's so many things one of the things that's interesting when you up level what happens is you get a new set of goggles and the whole world looks different sometimes you're like whoa can i put on the old goggles and the answer is no <laughs> what you see now is the, anymore no you've upgraded the reality like you're seeing more clearly and in that clarity comes decisions you've got to make and sometimes those make you want to spiral out of control and my coaching advice to myself and anyone listening is do the things you can control. I can control my vehicle. I can take the best care of it possible and doing all that stuff. So I love it. I love it. And that's funny. You mentioned that, Scott. I've actually I had my friend Brian Kelly on my show. Mm -hmm. Was it this? It was last week, I think it was. And he's a mind body performance coach and yeah. everything else. And I noticed that he put on a few pounds. And after the show, I would talk to him. He talked about his dad and all this other stuff and how he gained a bunch of weight and had been drinking. So I just funny enough, I just kind of just jokingly challenged him. I said, I challenge you to lose um, 50 pounds by this date or donate $5,000 to help heal humanity. And he was like, I'll take that challenge. And I was like, all right. Funny enough, the next day he gets on, I said, send me a, and then the next day he said, he goes, I'm really thinking about this. And I said, okay, cool. I said, send me a picture of the scale with you weighing on it now. And I said, let's see what happens. He's going on a cruise. Um, unfortunately to marry one, help marry one of his friends who's dying, which is sad. Mm. Um, he sent me a picture of the thing. Long story short, it's been two weeks. He lost 10 pounds. He sent me this thing. He's like, dude, I am so stoked. I'm so appreciative. He's going to take the show that we did. And the thing we've been talking about is making the short clips. He goes to pay you back for kind of holding my ass to the fire. He goes, I'm going to make a bunch of short clips for that. And we'll share them on social media. I'm like, Hey, there we go. It's cool, you know. Scratch your back, scratch your back. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's well, always feeling better. One of the beautiful things about that is at least he's getting out. You know, going to cruise. We're starting to do things, get on vacations, and um, like you said earlier, you know, I'm going to get to at the end of this whole little deal. I'm going to work myself go to Costa Rica, and our guest tonight yeah. is one of the reasons that I actually get to go to Costa Rica every year. Um, and it's, it's probably the most amazing place on the planet. And, you know, been fortunate to be to a lot of places. It's called Anamaya Resort in Costa Rica. And we bring our magic. The magic of that environment is just incredible. And our next guest is one of the owners there. Somehow, we've never actually met in person, but we've met so many times virtually. You know, she's there. I'm here because uh, she's up in Canada and then she's moving to the States. I'm like, we're all moving all over the place and we're just crossing paths. But our magic is cross paths. Awesome. And without further ado, let me introduce a good friend who we've actually never physically met, Kelsey Matheson. 
Welcome to the show, Kelsey. It's great to see you. And, and that's so cool. You guys get to meet here visually yeah. for the first time, right? Well, we've oh, met no, no. virtually yeah. before. Oh. Yeah. A number of times, but oh, yeah. we've never met in the flesh. In the flesh. So, ah, yeah. Got to correct yeah. that this year. We've, we I were know. doing, we were doing virtual retreat, you know, like stuff to yeah. support um the Anamaya community during COVID. So we like, we, we've spent time together. I feel like we know each other. It was funny. Cause I think you said it, you're like, wait, we've never met in person. I'm like, yeah. I, I, in my head, I was like, weren't you there one year? And I think you were there the week before. I think we missed each other by like a moment. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think we just missed each other. Yeah. Cause you and Kim have been coming now for 10 years, 11, 11 years since, since like the inaugural year. So it's, been, well, so we just turned 13 in December. So then it's been 12 or 13 years. 12, so it's been yeah. that long. Wow. Yeah, Look at the beautiful shit happening already right now. We got Glenn in right. the house. We got Glenn that says, hey, y'all, what's going on? We got Robert Broker in the house saying, greetings, Christopher and Scott. Glenn says, courage change. Courage changes things. Uh, courage change things can change. Absolutely. 100%, Glenda. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Kelsey. I mean, let, let me get to know you a little bit now, now that Scott knows you as well. And then we're going to dive into the conversation about tackling those doubt demons. I've had a few people reach out to me and said, that is such a cool title. And I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to the show. So thank you guys all for watching live or on the replay. And as always, if you have questions for Kelsey or any of us, please feel free to chime in there in the chat. This is a this is a conversation that includes you guys at home, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching the video cast. We appreciate you, all you guys being here. So please take it away, Kelsey. Well, thank you so much, um, you guys, for having me. I'm so stoked for tonight and to chat with you. And um, when Scott told me about your podcast, I was listening to um, a number of episodes, and I just love the show. I love what you guys are doing. So I'm really grateful to to be here. Um, yeah, thank you. thank you. So uh, yeah, I'm Kelsey Matheson. I'm originally from Canada. I live in New York now with my my family. Um, and I'm, I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. Um, I was an entrepreneur, you know, um, when a lot of people didn't really know what that word meant. Yeah. <laughs> Nor how to spell people it. still don't. Yeah, yeah. And, entrepreneur. That's right. Yeah. And, and there weren't a lot of female role models, truthfully. And, um, but I was not the type of person that liked working for other people. <laughs> <laughs> to be totally honest, I but I also I was I was a big dreamer. I like to do my own thing. I like to, um, to I was very creative, but I like I loved the business side uh, of things. Like I loved I loved business. I loved creativity. I kind of you know I felt like I married those two um, skill sets, and I just started I started creating things for myself. I was an actress for many years. And then when I would go out for auditions and I found there just weren't the roles available for me, then I started producing and then I created those roles and, you know, produced short films. And then I, I knew one day I went to Costa Rica and I didn't know how, but I knew I wanted to have a home there one day. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the money. I didn't speak the language. I had no business owning a home in Costa Rica, but I was like, no, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, a home in Costa Rica one day. And I told all my friends, I told all my family, they thought I was crazy. And now not only do I have my own home, but I have my own business. And, you know, we just turned 13 years, uh, 13 years old, as I said, and uh, we survived COVID. We survived the economic crisis of 2008, 2009. Um, I've learned a lot, I've had a lot of success, but also a lot of failures. <laughs> um, I, uh, I had a backpack company that um, helped to put kids around the world through school. We sold that successfully in 2020. I had a yoga clothing company at one point. So I just, um, I love building businesses. And then 
um, I moved to New York and I also started an, uh, an online program called the Optimal Health and Conscious Living Academy for Women. And um, I had a lot of women coming to me saying, I, I want to know more about what you do and how you do it. And so I'd say, oh, well, I know this great business coach. And I'd refer them to them. Or, oh, I know this great person you can talk to. And they're like, no, 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 no. I, I really want to know, how, like, how do you do what, what you do? <laughs> and so, my, yeah, so my, I'm like, well, I'm not a coach. My husband's like, yeah, but they, they want to know what you do and how you do it. They want, they want to learn from you. Essentially, you're a coach. I'm like, well, okay. So I started helping other women build their businesses and grow their businesses and make six figures and beyond or start their business, depending on where they were at. And then, um, and then during COVID, um, I got my certification in life and business coaching. And, um, and now my mission is, is really to help other you know, women step into their roles as leaders and, and for other female entrepreneurs to, to, to massively grow their business and believe that they can. Because I also work with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in the health and wellness space. And I'm sure Scott can attest to the fact that a lot of yoga teachers, for example, or fitness experts or, you know, life coaches don't think they can make a lot of money. And I'm like, oh, but you can, if that's something that you're interested in. You know, if that's something that you want, it's definitely there. But the mindset is that, um, you know, they can't, they can't make a lot of money doing what they love to do. Well, let, let's go right there on that right now, because <laughs> like, yeah. cause, cause, cause here's the scoop, okay? How? How many of us, and this is for everybody listening, how many of us have sat there and heard our parents say, art, you can't make money doing art or dancing. You can't make. So yeah. we've been pre-programmed to believe there's certain spaces that make money. I can be a doctor. I can be a lawyer. I can be a finance guy. I can be, you know, we come up with these things that have titles that we want to attach that I am statement to that. Instead of I am bringing my brilliance to the world we attach to something that somebody else says should be our brilliance. Now, you, Chris, and myself are sitting here for a reason. We don't like working for somebody else telling us what our brilliance is. I did it for I, a long I, time. I mean, I can tell you what my brilliance is right now. If you're around me long enough, you will succeed because I am going to find the spaces that you're making excuses and I'm going to make sure you succeed and find your brilliance. It, it's a byproduct of sitting next to me for too long. It's going to happen. And organically that happened to you. So let's talk about that. Yoga instructors, health and fitness coaches. How many people get the certifications, do it for a year and then leave because they say, see, I knew I wasn't good enough. And why do they fail? And could they succeed and how? Loaded right. question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what's that? Because that was the same one in my head. <laughs> yeah. Probably just as long-winded too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Well, it's interesting, right? Because like from the moment we're born, the world around us is giving us some really strong messages, right? Um, uh, in, in psychology, it's like we're being enculturated, right? Like we have certain beliefs or we're enculturated to have certain beliefs, to have certain understandings, certain values, perspectives, right? And those messages are coming from our environment. And, you know, whether that's our family or our teachers or our peers or, or our colleagues. And then the next layer of influence, like you were saying, Scott, is like messages that institutions send us about who we're supposed to be and, you know, what we're supposed to do and how to show up. And we pick up those messages about what's right and wrong or, you know, right or wrong, you know, quote, or quote, uh, quote unquote, um, or true or not true or who we should be or who we shouldn't be. And so we love to shit all over ourselves, right? <laughs> And it's totally tied to our 
what we think is our identities. And I have so many, you know, women who come to me and will say, um, you know, well, I tried that, or this isn't for me, right? Or I can't do that. You can do that, but I can't do that because, you know, you're a unicorn, I'm not a unicorn, or so-and-so right. is a unicorn. And I, you know, and it's like, well, so it's interesting because I, I use an, the analogy, and you were talking a little bit about this earlier, um, about, um, you know, up-leveling shifting into a new version of yourself and so i use the analogy and i use a little girl because i you know work with women but a little girl is standing at the edge of a pool and she wants to jump in for the first time right and so she's looking at the pool and her old identity is like don't do it oh my god that's an awful idea that's a horrible idea we're dry up here we can see around us we're totally safe don't jump in don't jump in and this new identity is like come on this is gonna be the best experience in the world we're gonna like swim with the big kids and we're gonna feel what it's like to like fly through the air and plunge into the water it's gonna be amazing and the other the old identity is like don't do it don't do it and there's this you know this tug of war going on and the larger the risk, you know, the longer that tug of war can can happen, because mm -hmm. essentially, as soon as her little feet leave that platform, there's a death. Because she'll never be the little girl who never jumped into a pool ever again. Love it. Right. And so I talk a lot about what got you here isn't going to get you there. And if we keep trying to do the same things over and over and over again, then we will keep, you know, hitting hitting that wall, we'll stay stuck, we'll be running around on the hamster wheel. But it takes a lot of courage, right? Um, one of your listeners just said something about courage, right? Equating to change. It's like, it does take a lot of courage. It takes a lot of mindset shifts. And it also takes, um, I mean, the work that I do a lot with my clients is really uh, allowing them to see how much power they have to move into whatever that is for them the next phase of their life the next phase of their health and wellness wellness the next phase of their business um but we yeah so it's it's kind of a fascinating um journey but yeah for a lot of people it could um it it, it can be terrifying <laughs> i love that i love that kelsey you I mean you're speaking our language big time here on the show i think you studied it and you're like okay these guys go in this direction <laughs> no i love it speaks the same so, language <laughs> so, so you're successful now and you've done all these amazing things you built these incredible businesses talk to us about a low time in your life where you were like at the, your worst moment perhaps mm -hmm. and what it is that you went through and what you learned and gained from that experience because oftentimes i tell people like you got to fail your way to success you have to go out there and be willing to put yourself out there and go through yeah. those tough times because when we grow the most it's not when things are easy it's when things are challenging so talk to us about one of those challenging times in your life and how you went through that and what you did to pivot to get out of that to become the person you are today yeah so um i uh, when so when we started anamaya anamaya opened in december 2009 and i had had my daughter in november of 2009 so the one thing that i can recommend is don't have a baby and start your business <laughs> at the same time <laughs> it's a really bad idea um, well, it's a, it's a challenge. So I, I had my daughter and we, we opened Anamaya and, um, of course I thought I had to be, you know, what society tells us to be. I had to be the best mom. I had to show up for my business, like a badass entrepreneur. And I had to still have this, like, you know, I swing from the chandeliers in the bedroom and have this amazing bod and be like best, everybody's best friend. And, you know, you know, cook like a Michelin starred chef all the things. And I was totally buying into it. Um, 
and uh, and I I ended up burning myself out in a in a really um, bad way. Um, I would hide in my office, and I would just I was convincing myself that everyone would just be better off without me, um, and that they're the really it was just, it was just, it was really dark, but I really was, I was really having these thoughts that my husband would be better off. My daughter would be better off. My, my, my friends, my family, my business partners, like there wasn't really a space for me here. And, um, so my, there's a, there's a history of addiction and suicide in my family. And there was one day where I just had this thought of, there's something else going on that I need to investigate because this doesn't feel like me and I don't want to go in that direction um, in my life because I know like I know that there's more out there and I know that there's something going on um, that uh, that is causing causing this so um, I did go to I went to an integrated uh, um, um, a functional doctor um and so she helped me realize that um my hormones were completely out of whack and there was there was a lot going on there and then once i was able to kind of get my mental health in a in a in a, in a better place in a more stable place then i was able to realize that my thoughts were also creating my results right? Like the circumstances are the things that in the world that we can't control, right? They exist in the world. We can't control them. They're factual. But then I was, my thoughts about my circumstances were creating these emotions that were then creating, you know, uh, dictating my actions, which were then creating my results. Mm-hmm. And once I was able to kind of gain some clarity on that with the help of my doctor, um, then it just, it just, it changed my whole life. Because, you know, that just opened up the world to me. I realized that I had so much power. I I realized that my results were ultimately, um, you know, because of the thoughts that I were having. And the thoughts that I have, I can change. I can choose to think whatever I want to think. So that was a a pretty powerful time in my life. And I feel like I did need outside support that allowed me to then, you know, realize um, that I had a lot more power than I thought. So I would like, I'd love to share something that Chris and I, um, you know, we talk about when we talk about resilience, um, a good friend of mine, Randy Pierce, um, beautiful human being. He went blind when he was 22 years old. He's been on the show since then. He's done 20 something Boston marathons and qualifying time, um, climb Mount Kilimanjaro. I mean, go, go look him up. He's a, go check out that show. He's a beautiful human. Well, one of the things that I share in my coaching program it's part of what I call the fear model and which you've heard me talk about. In fact, you might've yeah. heard me mention him um, when we spoke to oh, maybe. So when we talk about resilience, I think people, when you say the word resilience and when you talk about what you were just talking about, how do we get to that point where I'm a resilient human being, where I'm not attaching to the thoughts that are destroying me, where mm-hmm. even though I can see the light, I'm getting sucked in from the darkness. We always feel like resilience has to be this thing that I do. And you just said, you know, the first thing, especially, and I don't want to say especially, a lot of men refuse to ask for help because of the belief structure. It's all of us. And one of the things that Randy does is a very simple outline of what your team should look like. You have to have redundancy in each area and teams and acronym, people who you trust. So imagine when you're going through that and there's two people you say, 
I need help right now. I'm mm. losing my shit. And yeah, those people like go, well, here's 20 things you do, Kelsey, that are amazing. And I can imagine what it feels like inside, but man, you're important. And then you kind of come back mm. to, there's that, that enthusiastic person. We want to get a few of them. Your cheerleader who just goes, go Kelsey, you're amazing. I love you. Even to a point where you're like, will you shut up? Yeah. But, <laughs> but you, but you know, we just need that boost, even if it sounds crazy. Then the one we don't like, but the accountability person, hey, Kelsey, you said you're going to take these three steps to change. Are you doing it? Because I didn't see you do it this week. And then there's the mentor, that person who allows us to say, I think I can get there. I heard you saying it earlier where people go, well, you can, but you're a unicorn. You're this. Yeah, and yeah. we forget that it's possible. One of the things that I do often when I teach and I put myself in a position to be a mentor is I remember my favorite professors. Mm -hmm. They were so they would tell their story. And I'm like, holy shit, you're amazing. They're like, I'm a motivational speaker. I've got all these awards. I was part of writing the textbook. I went to this school and this school. And I, the distance between me and them felt like dumb little student. And, and I wasn't looking at 40 years diff differential. And, and so what I do with my students, I go, hey, listen, I have this, this, this and this and this. And you're going there's distance. You know what I did yesterday? I'm like, <laughs> how stupid am I that I'm teaching this? And I go, but I'm not stupid. You know what I'm called? A human being, human. the distance yeah. isn't as far as you think. Take the first step. And yes. so that's why I love shows like this, where that honesty that, hey, two minutes ago, I might have been here. You like the fact that I own part of RMI. I'm a business owner, empowering woman. But I could have been laying on the ground next to you. Stand up. And so talk more about that, because I feel like there's so many of us that we think there's such distance. Shorten the distance for our listeners so that they understand even more how quickly they can get there with that first step. Beautiful. Yeah. So I love that because the, the distance, I mean, and the distance is it's, it's a lot shorter than you think. Um, and it's also the journey is different for everyone, yeah. right? So your journey to get where it is that you want to go is going to look very different from mine to yours, to, to, you know, to somebody else's. Um, Cause the, the brain will focus on what, it wants to focus on, right? Like our brains aren't designed to take in everything all at once. Like it can't, right? Like our nose is constantly in our peripheral vision all the time, but our brains, sorry, now you're going to be like looking at your nose, but. But our brains filter it out. So if you're telling yourself that, oh my gosh, that distance is just like, oh, that's excruciating. You're right. Right, because then your your brain's going to look for evidence that you that the distance is crazy, you know, is is vast and long, and it's dangerous and it's hard and all those things. Right, your brain's going to look for evidence. So if you're like, what if? And it, you don't necessarily have to. So here's the funny thing about thoughts: is sometimes it'll be like if your thought has constantly been, oh, that that's it's such a far distance for me to get there. You you don't necessarily can just you can't necessarily just turn on like, oh. I can, it's going to take me five steps because your brain's going to go, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I believe you. Trying to protect it's itself. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Your brain's going to want to, to, to protect, you know, it's the, the whole, that um, it's whole MO is just to keep you safe. Right. So, but if you change your thought to what if it's not as far as I think, yeah. what if it's shorter than I think, then your brain's going to start to look for evidence that that's true. Right. And so, um, and our thoughts are so powerful. Like you, I'm sure, you know, the, 
um, you know, the, uh, the um, Dr. Um, Masaru Emoto from Japan, the water uh, mm. studies, right? Mm. So he studied how human consciousness affects the molecular structure of water. So he put words on water and it would literally change the molecular structure of water. And so if our thoughts and words are that powerful, you know, what are the words that you're telling yourself every single day? Or what, if you're telling yourself that that distance is massive, again, like I said, then you're, you'll be right, you know? Um, Amen. I can do a little fun exercise for everyone who's listening. If you Let's do it, I want to do if it. You want. I like okay. exercises. So if you rub your hands together, just get the energy moving. Okay. And then just put your hands out in front of you and just close your eyes and get a sense of your, the weight and the energy of your two hands. Right. So, so that you, basically the, Intent here is you want them to feel kind of equal, equal in weight and equal in energy. If you need to rub them together a little bit more and then put them out in front of you, just close your eyes and bring your attention to your hands. So they feel, you know, approximately the same. Just take a couple deep breaths. And then I want you to open your eyes and look at one hand, it doesn't matter which one, and five times as you're looking at your hand out loud, I want you to say happiness, 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 happiness. Happiness, 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 happiness. And then I want you to look at the other hand and just study the other hand for a moment. And as you're looking at it, five times say anger, 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 anger. Anger 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 anger, 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 anger. And now put your hands out in front of you again and close your eyes. And just take that in. Notice the difference. Yeah. The other hand feels heavier. It totally does. It does. It feels like an angry <laughs> hand. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so Isn't sorry. Do this at home, guys, and chime in on the comments and let us know what you're feeling. I'm, I'm actually really right. sorry. Can I can I and fix then, my hand now? Can I give yeah. some happiness? Happiness, yeah, happiness, 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 happiness. I apologize. Yeah. Okay, we're good now. Rub your hands back together. We're good now. Take them out. Me and my hand, yeah. we're better. We're friends again. Sorry about all that. <laughs> I mean, okay, we're good. Crazy, right? Powerful. Yeah, yeah words. Is. I mean, words have so much power. I mean, it's really ridiculous when people sit there and say, you know, I never or I always. As a coach, I always tell people to eliminate those two words from your vocabulary because, yes. well, I can never find a guy or I always screw things up. And I'm like the reticular mm -hmm. activation system, which is what you're talking That's about, right. the RAS. And I tell RAS. people, I just did this with somebody the other day. They're like, I said, you're focusing on the wrong thing. And they're like, what? And I said, well, I, let me just give you an example. I said, look around your room and tell me everything that's blue. Focus on everything that's blue. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's blue, that's blue, that's blue, that's blue, that's blue. And I'm like, okay, tell me what was green. Yeah. Well, Chris, you were telling me to look what was blue. And I said, that's the exact same thing right. in your life. If you're sitting there looking for what you're going to fuck up, you're going to find more shit to fuck up. If you're looking at what's good and what's possible, you're going to find that as well. It won't be easy, but yeah. it will definitely be worth it. So I love that example. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. And also, so th those were words. I do another exercise, which is basically a similar type of thing, but you look at your hand and you don't say anything, but you imagine an apple in that hand and you just breathe and look at your hand and you imagine your apple and you've done the, the you know, you put them out in front of you you know, made them kind of feel equal. And then you go through that exercise and you, you know, think about the apple, think about what it smells like, what it looks like, the color of the apple. And then you put your hands out in front of you and it's amazing. Some people even can even feel a temperature change. Like they can feel the coolness of the apple 
um, the smoothness of the of the skin, right? So those are our thoughts. If our thoughts and and our words are that powerful, imagine like what do you tell yourself every day? I had mm -hmm. a client where her mom would walk by the mirror every single day and she wouldn't necessarily say it out loud, but in her head, she'd see, she, you know, she'd say something like, um, you know, you're chubby wubby. Like she had this cute little, you know, way of saying you're chubby wubby, but it, she was totally criticizing herself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she would do that. Imagine how many times she walks by a mirror every single day. And those are the words, those are the thoughts mm -hmm. that she's, you know, she's, she's giving herself. So, yeah. Yeah, we have a lot more power than we realize. It's so true. And when you think when you think about that, Kelsey, I think about when you were talking about describing your your low point and your period in that that respect, I think about some of the things I find in my coaching clients is the fact that they've done things that are supposedly wrong or made mistakes in their past that they have never forgiven themselves for. So talk to us about yeah. that empathy and that forgiveness component of, of finding that best true self of ours, because so oftentimes we're blocked by things that we did, but that's all just electrical energy in our brain. And we're talking about rewiring our brain to get rid of those doubt demons. Talk to us about what that role plays in your life and then what suggestions you would have for other people to, to rewire in that and give themselves some, some space to understand that that was just part of the process to get them where they're at today. Yeah, I mean, I'm a strong believer that everything happens for a reason, mm -hmm. right? Everything. And it get, it's it's gotten you to the point that, you know, where you are today um, and you wouldn't be the person you are today without all of those experiences. Um, and um, it's interesting because I, I believe that um, trauma, it, you know, can be stored energetically in the body. Oh, God, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so... You know, we've, if you're in a yoga class, for example, sometimes you go into a yoga pose and you're like, oh my gosh, like what's that feeling, right? Like the anger or the, the sadness or whatever, like there's just feelings that start to, you know, surface and they're pretty powerful. Um, so if we are triggered by something, by, you know, a circumstance and it brings up a feeling of guilt or shame or because of something that we can't forgive ourselves for or whatnot that's stored energy in your body that's stored you know trauma or experiences that you know are stored in your body and so some of the work that i do is quite is energetic work where we go into the feelings we breathe into that um into that into those emotions where they're stored um, what's coming up, what memories are surfacing and, and try to really process, you know, that, that emotion because, um, and until we can really bring, um, awareness, acknowledgement and acceptance, right. Acceptance for whatever it is that, you know, that you're not, you can't forgive yourself for, or somebody else, um, we can't process it and it'll, it'll hold us back. It'll keep us stuck. Um, and, uh, and so it's, it can be difficult work or challenging work, but it's so rewarding. And I like, you can see people's bodies change when we do this kind of work, right? Cause again, it's energy. So if it's shifting, if you're able to shift the energy, um, and process it, um, it like your, your body will change. It's, it's pretty fascinating. I don't know if that answered your question, but yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> The, the, the beauty behind that is I, I, I wish nobody had a doubt at all that we've compartmentalized and stored emotions because if you've done, you know, right at Anamaya, I mean, I've got that beautiful mm -hmm. second deck where I'm doing some like holotropic or psycho, you know, psychic, psychedelic breath work. And yeah. I'm watching, I mean, I'm just telling you, like I'm watching, like you said, 
I'm watching the release. I'm watching where it's coming from. Like I can look and go, oh, that's some anger that came out. That's some sadness. Not just, yeah. you know, it might come out in tears or whatever, but it stems from like, where is it coming from? You're seeing it move out. And when people stand up, they're like, wow, I feel different. Go go look in the mirror. Like you I, your different. eyes are awake. You're, you're, you just yeah. came out like the anesthetized version of you that walked to this yoga deck who was having a great time and was already looking better than when you started mm -hmm. just had a sh massive shift. And I see that with some of the yin yoga classes that Kim's teaching at night. We're doing some kind of chance. In fact, I can tell you between chance, yin, and some of the breath work and guided meditations I've done on that deck, we've been part of the catalyst for so many, holy crap, is this the real world up-leveling moments where people go, I, I now get it. And they're not yeah. even sure what they get. Something trans, something transcends in them. And yeah. I want us all to have that. I mean, so, what are, so some, powerful. Yeah, what are some other ways that we can get to that space? Because you, you've talked about it, you know, reprogramming the subconscious mind or the mm -hmm. brain. It could be through yoga. Um, mm -hmm. What are some other ways that people can explore? Because I know we've got people right now who are listening, who are going through some really difficult stuff. How can we help them? have that breakthrough just to see life in maybe a different light, that little shift. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a couple things that are coming up for me. I mean, you know, I think earlier, you know, Christopher, you're talking about forgiveness and I think whether it's forgiving ourselves or forgiving other people's, I think that carries so much weight. It weighs us down so much. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, is it has nothing to do with the other person right? Like with the, whatever the situation was, whatever the circumstance was. And so it's removing ourselves from the circumstance, even the most painful circumstances, they're in the past. So they're, it, it happened. It's a factual neutral circumstance because we can't change it. Right? So now at this stage, how are we going to think about it? And how are we going to feel about it? We have the power to change that. Um, now, again, like I was saying with the um, like with the distance thing, sometimes our brains are like, oh, you know, like I, you know, I, I hate this circumstance. I hate this situation to like, I love it. <laughs> sometimes our brains aren't going to go there. But there are ways that we can at least turn the focus inwards of number one, recognizing that this, this, the circumstances is in the past. It's factual. We can't change it. And so what I can change is my thought about it. So we can focus on slowly working on changing the thoughts, which will change the emotions. And then the other thing is to really go into the emotion. So there's a, I don't have my book here, but there's a practice of energy work that I do called SRI. Mm -hmm. So it stands for somato respiratory integration. So the body and breath and we integrate the breath. And a lot of it is the first stage. There's 12 stages of healing with SRI. It was created by Dr. Donnie Epstein. Um, I learned about it from Dr. John, uh, John Amaral. And um, the first stage really is just about, is just connecting to your own suffering. Oh. And so it's breath work on different areas of the body of, of literally just putting your hands on top of each other gently, like even if it's just on, you know, your chest and breathing into that area and recognizing what's the energy here? What are the emotions here? Right. What is the feeling? Is it does it feel thick or or light or does it feel happy or sad? And so you can you can go into this area of the body. The other area of the body that you can go into is your solar plexus and then you go into your belly. And you'll be amazed at how different energies, different emotions um, are in these three areas of the body. 
So sometimes just connecting to the emotion and breathing into it and then releasing it. Um, I mean, I go through the whole, you know, 12 stages, but just by connecting and bringing awareness to it and then acceptance will help to shift it. It's kind of a paradox. It's like, you have to feel the sadness. You have to feel the anger. You have to feel mm -hmm. the emotion and, once you f and accept it. So accept that that's what's happening. Accept that there's deep, you know, feelings of, of sadness or shame or, you know, worthlessness or whatever that those feelings are and actually accept them because our brain doesn't want to accept them because we think if we accept it, we're stuck. Yeah. But actually what happens if we accept, that's where the paradox lies is if we accept, then we can, then we can actually shift that energy. Be so free. yeah it, yeah we can we can move it kind of like what you're talking about scott you see it in front of your eyes on yeah. that yoga deck and so i love um you know working with my clients on really separating themselves from the circumstance taking their own power back but then also healing yeah. healing that shit that we're storing yeah <laughs> I, you know. I, I would love to add a few things in so that people can look at this from multiple angles, because I just had a, a client this week um, have a struggle with one of my lessons, which I think is fantastic because mm -hmm. it, it opens my eyes and his up that there's no be all end all. Um, just because I'm yeah. sharing it doesn't mean this is the the end of it. So yeah. he had he had done some EMDR work and had fantastic results. Um, I actually just talked to somebody else who I asked about his MD, EMDR experience, too, and I said, what do you think that did for you? And they said, oh, I was able to close the door on that issue. And I'm like, okay, because he thinks he had this other person said that they have too, that it, it was closed the door. But then I ran through, I have a process that's ACT, it's awareness. So sit with the awareness, same kind of thing. They go through and go, I'm aware of how I was hurt, how it might have affected me. Yeah. Then there's a commitment to process the emotions, the C, and then tell others, make sure you're sharing this happened to me. And then the final piece is essentially it's a send off to the universe. You could do a burning of the yeah. event, whatever. But it's a I feel like I've processed this. But with mine, one of the things, too, is I say we're sending it off, but there's still going to be a, a back to the awareness that it might come back. Yeah, he was under the, the illusion that he was fine and he had healed it. And he started just to walk through this process going, I'm fine. I healed it, but I'll, I'll do it. And then it just opened up and he was like, yeah. I am so glad I did this because I was compartmentalizing a time bomb thinking it was over. And so one yeah. thing I'd love to talk to the three of us about and get all of our feedback is a lot of times, you know, we can heal something and maybe that's the BLN doll. We screamed into a pillow, we yelled final emotion. One of the things with forgiveness is we're detaching from the emotion that it brought us. So in other words, if I'm angry, that person hurt me, I hate them. And I'm a little bit ashamed too, but I just want to kill them. Okay, well, what we want to release is we know that's factual info. It happened. It's that angry attachment every time this reminds me of that or that or everything brings shame because that's going to explode in us. What do we do or what, what are some of the things that we can do collectively to be honest that we might remove all the, you know, the emotion in the moment, but triggers can show back up and they can and they can come in and healing is um, an ongoing process that always reappears yeah. in the now. What does that look like? What can we do? Because we all have great teaching methodologies that do some great work, but I don't ever want to think one's the be all end all because mm -hmm. I see loopholes in all of them. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because I, I mean, we're, I mean, I believe we're on this planet to grow and evolve and that, Amen. you know, that's a constant, mm -hmm. right? That, uh, and so I feel like 
with any of these modalities, we're, you know, we're brushing the surface or we're touching on an aspect of it, but there's, but then, and then once we're able to kind of touch on that aspect and go, okay, well, wow, I learned a lot from that. I was able to process that. Yeah. That feels really different, but then there might be another trigger. There might be another aspect of, you know, of that energy or that thing or that memory or that experience. Cause I, I mean, and I don't want to use the analogy of an onion, it's a little overused it's a little cliche but it's just you know there are layers there are different aspects there are different triggers and there are also different times in our lives um that will trigger us differently like i remember actually one of my therapists said to me um your triggers will be different after you have children mm -hmm. and i was like oh interesting and you'll have different, you know, like as you evolve in different stages of your life, your triggers will change and they will evolve. And I thought, oh, that's really, mm. yeah, interesting. That's that makes so much sense because you're changing the variables in an equation. Yeah. Now, I think for me, one of the things that really helps me is something that I went through with, with my situation with my mother and trying to understand her. And I always had this anger and this animosity and this resentment for the way she treated me and the things that she didn't do for me. And then ultimately it got to a point where I was like, Hmm, how can I see this from a different perspective? And it's back when I first started learning the, the principle of seek first to understand then to be understood. And I thought to myself, I'm like, wait a minute, if I put myself in her position, if I went through all the different experiences that she went through growing up as a kid and went through all the different experiences and the relationships and the, and the drugs and everything else, might I be like her? And so it allowed me okay. to stop the us versus them thing and to say, yes, I might be like her. So I had, I had additional empathy and sympathy for her in the place that she was at. And it helped me see it not from a victim mindset, but more from a strategic mindset to be better understand her. So it allowed me to release a lot of that anger and that emotion. And then also just the simple fact of being able to to recognize within myself that this is something that I'm supposed to be learning and growing through, not something I'm supposed to be avoiding. So the sooner that we run towards those feelings and those emotions and we feel them fully and emotionally and we release them, we say, I do, I, does this serve my greater good or not? And being able to surrender those, whether it's writing something, I personally like writing things out and burning it or tearing it up and something like that. Um, but ultimately it allows me that opportunity to be able to see things from that different perspective and not feel it was though it was against me, but it was actually for my greater good to have this, this experience, to have this lesson. Yeah, I love that. I mean, again, like if everything happens to us for a reason, then you are not the person that you, you know, today that you would be without those experiences. I also, I love, you know, when you're talking about your mom, it made me think of, I was just had a session with a client and we were talking about her mom and how her mom triggers her. Mm. And, and when that happens and when her mom is behaving in a certain way, it's like, I said, it's your, it's your, see your mom as her wounded little girl. Mm -hmm. Like it's her, it's your mom's little wounded version of her as a little girl so you can so it's easier it happens with my family too like i can see you know my mom's little girl my mom's wounded little girl or my dad's wounded little boy and then or my husband's wounded little boy <laughs> and then mm -hmm. if he triggers me and then i i you know and then i go re into reactive mode well now it's my wounded little girl fighting with who, his wounded little boy and we know that that's not gonna go <laughs> it never goes well Dude, that goes sideways <laughs> yeah, yeah like sideways fast yeah but yeah like, you're right like your mom you know had her experiences in her childhood and you know and and then you know she ended up living her life a certain way um yeah. and made her choices but yeah like she's a wounded little girl and you know in her own way just like we all are we all have that wounded part of our ourselves 100%. yeah it's this reminds me of something i think we just described the play out of this completely 
we all want to be things. We all say, um, I want to be courageous. I want to be wise. I want to be this. And, and we look to source or God or universe and we ask for wisdom and bravery. But here's the deal. <laughs> the universe isn't going to go, oh, OK, you are now, now wise, Kelsey, or Kelsey, you're brave. Yeah. What they're going to do is they're going to go, cool, I'll give you those challenges. Yeah. I'll give you opportunities to be brave. I'll give you um, problem solving opportunities to prove you're wise. And yeah. so listen to that. I want everybody to stop for a minute. You want to be courageous? The universe is not going to plug in courage. They're going to go, here's six ways to prove that you're courageous. And yeah. so mm -hmm. I think that what we do is we've got to be careful what we wish for because I think we all do it. We ask for something like, I want to be better at this. Well, how do you become better at something? I mean, maybe Avalon Iverson doesn't agree, but it's practice, practice, practice. <laughs> so and if you guys like basketball, you fully got that reference. <laughs> they, they, those are jokes for me to laugh. If you don't want to laugh. I, like, I, don't know. I think he's a football player or something like that. Like, he's, yeah. a, he's a basketball player who said he got mad because everyone said you you didn't show up for practice. He goes, practice, practice. And, I, and everyone who cares about sports, like, yeah. don't do that because all the kids just heard you say practice doesn't matter. And he yeah. might have been right in the way he said it, but he don't say that because practice yeah. is everything. <laughs> right. So. Well, I've, I've got a question for you, Kelsey, because you're obviously an accomplished person. And you've done a lot of things in your life and you're an established coach now. One of the things I've been hearing a lot about lately is people sitting there saying, Chris, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. What do you say when a client comes to you and says, Kelsey, I'm doing the best I can? What way do you get them to realize that they're not really truly doing their best? How do you get to how do you get them to bridge that gap? Some of the things that we use is uh, negative negative situations to build that leverage, like be given a big enough why, you have a big enough how. How do you get them to yeah. rewrite what their best truly is? Because people are so much more capable of what it is that they can truly do. We were talking about this before we went live. There's so much, we're all so much more capable and resilient than we really give ourselves credit for. How do we bridge that gap in the easiest way possible? Yeah, it's a great question. I think the first thing um, I would want to find out is what is it they want, right? Like, what do you want, right? And it's like, well, you know, I want this, but then the brain wants to keep them safe, but I'm doing the best I can and it's not working out, you know? And so I would want to find out what is it that they want so that then we can work on getting the brain to focus on that. And you said something that was really key. It's like, why? Yeah. Why do you want that? Because again, doing the best I can, doing the best I can, that's a thought that then your brain's just going to look for evidence that it's not working. I'm, you know, my best isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't, I'm not worthy. I'm, you know, all the things that we say, right. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not old enough. You know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, I'm not, you know, dot, 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 fill in the blank enough. Right. And so, and I think that's where that um, I'm doing the best I can kind of, stems from it's like a deeper you know uh, thought of um of a limiting a limiting belief yeah so it's like what is it that you want right and why and if i can get them to get super super clear on you know well i want to make a million dollars great but why yeah right well i want to build a a business and help you know women and children great but why and then if I can reinforce that why and, you know, little ways that you can reinforce, like even just writing it down, reminding yourself daily. I check in with my clients a lot, but getting super, super clear on the why. And then there is, um, I'm sure you've all heard the, the seven layers of why. Yeah. We're right? reading for, we're Alf, reading for Alf, people that, uh, that was know. talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like, well, why? Well, because I want to, I want to serve the world. Well, why? Well, because you know, I want to be a good person. Well, why? And then you keep asking them why, 
why, why? And usually around, you know, you go seven layers deep. And usually after like the fourth or fifth time you ask, you can just see their body change and their energy change. And they start to speak a little more slowly and they go really deep. Yeah. And then they end up with this really profound answer of why. And that will kind of, you. I mean, I mean, there's still some coaching work involved, but I feel like it's really, it, I see the click typically of then I'm doing the best I can. It's like, oh, hell no, I could do so much more because now my why is so deep and so proud, profound and so beautiful that they connect with that. Um, you know, and there'll be times where their brain wants to go default to, ah, but I don't know. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm smart enough, but um, the, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. It's, mm. you know, um, but yeah, I find that really beautiful. What is awesome. it that you want you. and why? Mm-hmm. Get to the root. One of the things mm-hmm. that um, I'm sure you'd appreciate too, is I see so many people when they create their why purpose or mission statement, there's always mm-hmm. contingencies. And I yeah. beg people, beg people, beg people to not have a contingency. So in other words, if I were to mm-hmm. say, if I'm a chef, I would say, I create amazing food and beautiful delicacies so I can support my family and help change the world. Well, what if you don't have your family? What if you can no longer be a chef? You're saying you become invaluable in the moment. You have mm-hmm. to dig deep. If I hear family, if I hear something in your current vehicle or operate like that, that's your purpose. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. I want you to go deeper. And then it comes into something like I create moments for other people through my craft so that mm-hmm. I can support those around me. I love those people might change. The craft might change, but now, no matter where I am or why I'm there, my why yeah. is now it's it's dynamic in the sense that it's ongoing, but it's static yeah. and solid. So the rest of my world is yeah. always going to be supported through that. So that's right. Yeah, I love that. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to get people there. I mean, it's like you said, it's a process. It's a process. I mean, like, like I want to say I do everything for my daughter, but but if I say that now, what I'm saying is I don't matter. My work doesn't matter. That's all that mm-hmm. matters. And so me filling my cup has to have that as a byproduct supporting my daughter. So, yeah. So how do we get, how do we get people to process and and move into that space? Because I know people get stuck on, no, no, no. I do it for my family. No, no, I do it for this. I'm like valiant. I get it. You know, I want to say, I don't, I don't want to be like my dad. So I want to do everything for my family. I want to be this better person, but Mm -hmm. am I doing it for that as a response or am I doing it to truly share my brilliance with the world? How do we get people past that? Because a lot of people get stuck there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I think it also would be, I, I, my question would be, why? Why do you want to mm-hmm. do it for your family? Right? Well, because I, and, and and then again, like, why, why? Go deeper. Because there's there's going to be a thought that's attached to an emotion Amen. that's going to drive them and create the results that they want. And so, but if, the, if like you said, if there's, if it's contingent on something, well, then, you know, that, that driving factor gets muddled and, and it also feels like then it also could be out of possibly scarcity, right. Out Mm -hmm. of desperation, out of fear. Like what's, what's underneath that? Is it because your parents told you that you had to, you know, have a certain Mm -hmm. job or trying to prove something to somebody, something. So I'd want to find out, you know, what, um, what the driving factor is and if it's actually serving or not. Um, so I think, you know, there's, it's, uh, our brains are tricky. <laughs> very. very. Yeah, it's like a Rubik's cube without colors on it. Trying to figure out yeah. how to put it back yeah. in. And you're right. a blind person with one finger and you got to do yeah. it by yourself. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. 
Yeah. So I would want to dig a little deeper into what, what, you know, why, why, why are you doing it mm. for your daughter? Why are you doing it for your family? What's Agreed. underneath that? Agreed. Yeah. Wow. Cause those contingencies will take you down a, a path that you're never actually fulfilling your brilliance. And that's what yeah. makes me sad. Yeah. What a powerful, powerful conversation. Um, Susan right here says uh, uh, a new way of, to think about ourselves. It's so true. Susan, thank you for being here. I can't believe it. We've already been going for 52 minutes. Kelsey, I told you it was going to go by fast. This has <laughs> been such a brilliant conversation. We'd love to have you back on the unfiltered experience again in the future and still continue to pick your brain about so many different things Absolutely. we didn't get the chance to talk about. But this is, I know this is powerful for everybody. We've got Jesse Cruz in the house saying, man, fire, fire, fire. People have just been chiming in all over the place. Lancelot says here, practice does make perfect. Where to go? He moved practice does make perfect so where can people get a hold of you to continue this conversation with you because you're you're very wise in your ways and I, I believe that you have a way to help people connect with themselves and get them out of that funky spot that they might be in right now so how can they get a hold of you yeah well I mean I'm fairly easy to find Kelsey Matheson you can find me on Instagram at um, thekelseymatheson.com um, or yeah, you just had my uh, URL up there, KelseyMatheson.com. Um, and yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, and my email is Kelsey at KelseyMatheson.com. So you can email me direct, directly. You can find me on my website. You can find me on IG. It's pretty, pretty easy to find me. Wow. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to place you backstage here for a second. Don't go anywhere because Scott and I still want to have a little chat with you afterwards, but thank you for being here and appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, you so are... much for having me. You're thank most you, welcome. You. You're most welcome. There we have it, Scott. Thank you for bringing her on the show, man. Uh, what are some wrap up thoughts that you have for uh, the audience tonight? And what, what did you gain from the conversation? Yeah. So I, I really, uh, the, the forgiveness piece really resonated with me. And um, I think a big takeaway in this one is realize what she was talking about with the idea of like attachment to thoughts. Once you attach to those thoughts and we stick with those thoughts, like I can't forgive this person, this hurts me. There's an emotional attachment. Forgiveness is all about saying, I no longer want to carry this sadness. I no longer want to carry this shame. I no longer want to carry this. The behavior of the other person or if it's forgiving self, that's not the issue. So sit and think about that. Contact um, Kelsey if you want to talk more about that. But I did notice one thing that Susan had shared. She said, can we continue this conversation soon? My answer would be yes, because Chris and I are going to start doing our shows around seasons. We're going to have topics, a topic that just popped into my mind and Kelsey would be perfect for it. And I was thinking, what if we do a season on our retreats worthwhile? Because people ask me all the time, should I go to this retreat? Should I go to that retreat? Do you think this retreat's good for me? And I would love to have different people who are hosting these retreats to be able to you know, show why they work. Because there's so much value there, but go to the one that fits you and is going to serve you. Anamaya might be the place, might be somewhere else, um, might be a good topic. So loved what we got to talk about kelsey she's amazing i know there's a lot of women who are going to advance because of coaching from her and i think it's awesome yes yes i couldn't agree more i really uh, i love all the comments that everybody's got coming in here we got lance a lot lance a lot he goes yes acknowledge the thought absolutely we got ellie in the house hey ellie what's going on sending you love and healing love you. prayers with you Got Jacqueline Rose in the house. She says, "Good show as always." Poncho and Lefty, Thank I'm you. Lefty. You got your Poncho, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, Susan says, "Here, I'd love to go on a retreat. You look, sign up. I mean, there's lots of retreats. There's Costa Rica coming up. We got Lee Height in the house. What's up, Lee?" He says, "Yep, we got uh, Jesse Cruz in the house. Thank you for being here. We got uh, who else? We got in here. We got Glenda Wright in the house. She says, "That's true, Scott. You must have said something right, Scott. I appreciate that." I'm one for um, twenty. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, all the beautiful people in the house. We got uh, Robert still in the house." 
thank you guys all for being here and we need your support we need your knowledge and what it is that you particularly want out of the the unfiltered experience for 2023 Absolutely. you guys are the reason why we come here every single week and do this so let us know on the unfiltered experience go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com go there join the facebook community there's a question out there right now asking hey what types of subjects do you want us to have on the show so that way we can customize it for you guys every yeah. single week we're here at 5 p.m pacific standard time of course always go check out our podcast the audio podcast i've got the link in the show notes so please go check that out and support us and i think the thing for me scott out of the conversation tonight is really going back and getting serious with ourselves about what it is that we truly want to leave as our legacy in our world. Do we want to leave a legacy that we were constantly worried and feared about stuff that might happen? Or we want to have a le leave a legacy for our kids and our, and our and our family and our friends to say, hey, listen, to go for those tough things and go take those chances and to rewire those perspectives about ourselves. And the thing that I ask my clients is this, how would you feel if you no longer felt that way? How would you feel if you no longer had that perspective about your past? How would you feel if you thought everything was possible in the future? And inevitably you see their face just kind of light up and you see like, oh my God, that would be amazing. I'm like, do you believe it's possible? Yes or no? Yes. And start having them take yes answers and walk yourself down that path and say, okay, what's the one thing I could start doing by which today will make the greatest advantage and the greatest leap for me to continue doing so? Who do I need to remove out of my life? What habits do I need to change? What routines can I start? What education can I start getting for myself? Who can I talk to? What support can I get? You guys start asking yourself those questions and taking those answers. It's incredible what it is that you can do in a very, very short amount of time. But again, please connect with Kelsey, connect with Scott and I, let us know what's on your mind and what we can do to serve you. We'll be back here again next Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time live with another amazing guest. We appreciate and love you guys so much. Go out there having a beautiful evening. Any final thoughts, Mr. Goyette? Love you guys. That's it. Love go, you go, guys. Go, go take the love that we're sending you, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're dealing with. We love you. Yes. And one final ask, if you got out value out of this, which we know you did, please do us a solid. We, do, we don't have any advertisers. We don't charge anything for this. Share this out on your social media and just put a few words on there. Hey, just saw this great conversation with these guys. Here's something that I took away from it. It'd take you 30 seconds, but it would mean the world to us because the more people we can impact, the greater world we can have for all of ourselves, the most importantly, we can leave to our kids and our kids' kids because people out there are struggling right now. So you using your social currency to go out there and make a difference by sharing this show out will help us make have a greater impact and get more people to the show. So that is your assignment, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you in the comments. We love you guys. We'll see you next time here on the Unfiltered Experience. Have a beautiful week. Love Bye. you all. Bye. Bye.